Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. So there's a chance for us to get together and hang out, uh, and that chance comes on February 2nd, Friday night, 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater on Wisconsin Avenue in Bethesda. It is 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980. Uh, It's our two stations. We are now sister stations owned by the same uh, corporate entity, Odyssey, and we're going to be together on stage for a night of debate and laughs and behind the scenes stories. And I want you guys to come. There's so many of you that I haven't seen in a long time. Many of you who I've never met. I will be there Friday, February 2nd, 8 p.m. at Bethesda Theater. Uh, You get tickets by going to uh, Bethesda Theater dot com. Uh, you got to get tickets to it. You just can't show up. Go to BethesdaTheater.com. This will be something where all of us will be there. Uh, from our station, I'll be there. Chris Russell will be there. Craig Hoffman will be there. Hopefully others. Denton will be there. Uh, from 106.7, The Fan, The Junkies, Grant and Danny, Brian and JP will be there uh, as well. Um, so come join us Friday uh, February 2nd at 8 p.m. Would love to see you there uh, for a night of – should be a lot of fun. Um, it's not, you know, uh, it's not Super Bowl weekend. It's the in-between weekend, and it's a night that is presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com for more information. But – uh, would love to see a lot of you guys out there. Uh, we can spend some time together even after the formal get-together on stage. I'll be hanging out all night. BethesdaTheater.com for tickets uh, to that event. By the way, somebody texted me um, to mention to me that uh, I was mostly right, uh, but they said the uh, salary floor per the new CBA, as far as salary cap rules go, is that teams must spend 89% over a four-year time span. The NFL as a whole must spend at least 95% of the cap. So I was 1% off and a couple of years off. But the point is, is it's not like you can just say, hey, we've got all of this salary cap space, the number one available salary cap space for the upcoming season, and they might create more between now uh, and uh, free agency, and just keep it and roll it over to the next year. Now, you can roll over unused salary cap space to the next year, but the bottom line is there is a floor um, that you know you have to spend. So they've got their own players they'll look at, but it will be, I think, 
a year in free agency where they will spend. Look, the 49ers did use free agency primarily as a supplement. You know, looking through some of their years, guys like David Mayo were signed two-year deals in free agency. Uh, Raheem Mostert signed a three-year deal in free agency uh, for them. Uh, Tevin Coleman, uh, Kwan uh, Alexander, and others. So they did use free agency, but... Um, they also used the draft extensively when Adam Peters was there. There were a couple of other – we've pl- been playing some of the Adam Peters sound throughout the morning um, from his introductory press conference yesterday. But um, there were two others that I wanted to play. Uh, San Francisco, during his first two years – uh, in San Francisco 2017-2018. He was not the general manager, but he was brought in as the vice president of player personnel. Were not great years. You know, 2016, uh, when they took over, they were taking over a 2-14 and 14 team. The first two years, 6-10, and 10, and then 2018 was 4-12. and 12. Garoppolo got hurt, remember, after they made the trade in 2017 before the deadline. And then it got started. They were 13-3 in 2019, lost the Super Bowl to Kansas City, lost the lead in the Super Bowl. Next year, once again, they had issues at quarterback injuries. Remember, Washington played the 49ers late in 2020, and Nick Mullins was the quarterback. And then the last three years, 10-7 and lost to the Rams in the conference championship game. 13-4 and lost to the Eagles after they lost their quarterbacks in the NFC title game. And this year, 12-5 and in the favorites to advance to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Um, but this was uh, Adam Peters yesterday talking about sort of the early days in San Francisco. Yeah, those were dark days, but I think the thing that I, I could tell you is right away with, with the 49ers, maybe the results didn't show, but you could see it on the field, and you could see what we were doing on the field, and the fans could feel it, and they, they knew it was turning, and we were close. So. It's, it's really, you can't put timetables time on it, but what I can tell you is that you're going to see a great, great competitors. You're going to see physical team. You're going to be, you're going to be really impressed with what you see on the field. And it's going to happen right away, whether the results come right away. You know, that, that's a number of different factors, but you're going to, you guys are going to be very proud of the team that we're going to put on the field. You know, sometimes it is hard for us to see, but people in football can see it. They know if it's headed in the right direction. It doesn't mean that it always pays off in a major way, um, but they can tell if the people that they've selected in the draft are the right people, the people that they've selected coaching-wise, coaching staff-wise, et cetera, are the right guys. One of the things that you heard from him multiple times during the day yesterday was you're going to see great competitors and you're going to see a physical team. Uh, you're going to be impressed with what you see on the field and and it's going to happen. That part's going to happen right away. And that's really, when you look at the 49ers, and I know I've mentioned this before, including earlier in the show, but when you look at the 49ers and the players they look for, they really do have kind of an ideal makeup uh, personality-wise, of 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 a player, they're looking for highly competitive, tough, physical players. They're one of the only examples in recent modern day football of a team being a legitimate Super Bowl contender without the 
meaning sustained year-after-year contention. They did it with Garoppolo. They're doing it with Purdy. I I think the jury's still out on what Purdy actually is, but I think there's enough there to suggest that he's not elite. You know, is he maybe in Tier 3, Tier 2 or Tier 3? We'll see. But they, they have done it because they have put together a badass group of physical players and competitive players. Is there anybody in the league, when you watch NFL football, that is tougher and more competitive and more relentless with his physical, with his physicality, if that's a word, than Debo Samuel, than George Kittle, than Christian McCaffrey? Debo in particular, though, really, really fits the bill. What about Warner and Greenlaw? And Bosa, you know, and they acquired Kinlaw last year, remember. Uh, Armstead is relentless. Ward's developed into an absolute baller. You know, the guy that they lost who's on injured reserve that really played well last year and was turning into a star was Hufanga, the safety. There is definitely a type that they look for. Even the players that they drafted that didn't turn out to be good enough. You know, we've talked about some of their misses. Solomon Thomas, if you watched him at Stanford, was a relentlessly competitive player. So was Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster has some of the best college tape from Bama in terms of competitiveness and flying around of anybody you'll see. By the way, with Debo, I remember specifically... Before that draft, uh, when they selected uh, Debo Samuel, that Fred Smoot before that draft, um, you know, usually Smoot's only on the guys that you know Mississippi State produces, and they they produced a lot, or other SEC players. I remember before he got picked, he wanted Washington so badly to select Debo Samuel in that 2019 draft. They didn't, and the 49ers did in the second round, but. That's going to be interesting to just watch the the makeup and the type of players that they select. And you, even in a, a five and twelve or six and eleven season, maybe in year one, I, I the, as he said, you'll see it. You know, and maybe it's not us seeing it, but they'll see it. But I think we'll see some of that as well. You know, thinking about the players that are currently on the roster, um, you know, that fit that relentless kind of mode. The first player I think of is Brian Robinson Jr. Like that guy is, he plays hard, tries hard, goes hard all the time. All the time. Um, I think a player they drafted in the second round last year is going to fit the bill. I think a guy like Adam Peters is going to love Quan Martin. Quan Martin flew around, hit people. You know, whether it was special teams early or on defense when he got the opportunity over the back half of the year. I don't know how many other players fit that bill. A guy like Kalik Hudson would fit that bill. I know he's undersized. I know that there are limitations. But Kalik Hudson, is there a player that we saw over the last four or five games that tried harder, that hit harder, that played with just that relentless motor more than Khalid Hudson. Um, so those are some of the guys I was thinking about on the roster right now that I bet 
a guy like Peters, who said it multiple times yesterday, he's going to be impressed with those kinds of guys. Um, you know, Deron Payne's talent, obviously. Uh, you know, John Allen's got a motor for sure. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with some of those players. You know, Cameron Curl fits that bill too, um, always flying around. And then, by the way, you know, like guys that we never saw this year um, because they got hurt. Um, the guy, uh, 88, why am I blanking on his name? Um the the guy that they had high hopes for this year and he got hurt he got hurt in camp and was Armani Rogers. Armani Rogers, thank you. Jesus. Uh Armani Rogers. I mean, that's a dude that plays fast um and plays tough. Chris Rodriguez. He did not meet a tackler that had a chance one on one. Um God man, I, I love I love their running backs. I, I think their running back room was underrated all year long. Uh, yeah, Sam Howell, a friend of mine just texted me, are you about to talk about Sam Howell? Sam Howell plays hard. I mean, he takes hits and then keeps going. I understand that. But at that position, I don't know if he's necessarily referring to that position in terms of being overly physical, um, cause you got to have so much more. Um, this is what he said, uh, with respect to the, um, the quarterback position, he was asked about, uh, you know, kind of, uh, hold on, where is it? Um, which number did I tell you? Here it was. On how he views the quarterback position in Washington now and how he plans to evaluate and attack the position going forward. Quarterback, just like all the positions, we're going to sit down and evaluate. And that process will start once we hire the head coach and his staff. And we're going to do that collaboratively with the head coach, the, his staff personnel department, R&D, analytics, and come up with our evaluations for all that before we move forward. Yeah, so, you know, that was another answer in which he deflected and said that it's going to be a collaborative process with the head coach, and clearly, without the head coach on board, they can't really speak to that at this point. I don't know that we're going to get what we got last year and what we got too often with Rivera. I certainly hope we don't get this. And that was basically telegraphing moves. I mean, you know, two years ago before, you know, free agency started, we're, un- we're turning over every leaf on quarterback. We're going to reach out to all 32 teams. And, re- you know, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get the desperation, hopefully, um, that you got in the Carson Wentz deal. Um, and then, you know, being overly sensitive to that after the fact. Uh, I, I, I sensed from Adam Peters in the press conference, one thing more than any other, and that is a savviness about what you should say and what you shouldn't say for obvious competitive reasons for 25 years. It's been dumb, dumb time in this organization too much of the time, not all the time. But for a lot of that time, there was just too much telegraphing. There was too much talking. Um, and what you got yesterday was not a lot of talking. Uh, the bare minimum required from Adam Peters, uh, which I actually really enjoyed and respected about him. Can't wait. I mean, overall, again, like I, 
I know how these things work. When you go back and you look at the history of the top, you know, assistant GMs, the top assistant coaches, more times than not, you're looking for somebody else three years down the road. But they did get the top guy, and they may get the top guy as far as the available assistant head coaching candidates go. And this is the first time we've done it this way. This really hasn't been done. You know, some of you tweeted me, wasn't this done? Didn't we feel the same way about Scott McLuhan? Yeah, but Dan was the owner and Bruce was here. And Bruce, remember, that was a reaction to the winning off the field comments that he made on that very unfortunate, you know, end of December, uh, you know, post regular season comment where he said, don't look at the record. We're winning off the field. Um, and then he had to do something about it when he was under siege for being such a terrible talent evaluator. And so they brought in Scott McLuhan. Scott was a wonderful, still is to this day, talent evaluator. You know, Jay Gruden will tell you that. Yeah, others will tell you that, that McLuhan knew his stuff, but he didn't have the, the, the final say on the roster. He didn't have... The I remember specifically when he got hired, I asked Bruce Allen sitting right there in our studio in, in Ashburn, will Scott McLuhan have final say over the head coach? And Bruce Allen just laughed and said, no, that won't be in his area. Will he have final say overall on personnel? On the draft, yes. And that's what they brought him in to do, to be you know a new talent evaluator as it related to the draft because there was so much pressure building on the job that they had done so far. Um, Anyway, uh, and remember, Mike Shanahan had some of those, I'm not taking him off the hook at all, some of those decisions with respect to personnel uh, as well. But this is the first time we've had a true, autonomous, empowered, final decision football maker. Final football decision maker is what he meant to say. Um, in the organization since Charlie Casserly. That's the truth. We haven't had anything like this since Charlie Casserly. We had something approximating this with Marty Schottenheimer, but Marty was the final say-so, so that was coach-centric, even though he had John Schneider here with him. Uh, but as long as Dan was here, with the exception of the Marty year, no one had full autonomy you know, there was always a chance he was going to step into the draft room and say, please pick Dwayne Haskins. Please, in free agency, sign Albert Hainsworth. Please, please trade for Donovan McNabb. So that those days are over. So I'm excited. I'm intrigued. And the fact that it's a clean slate that he's working with, um, you know, it's an ideal situation, really, for somebody like Adam Peters to take on this role for the first time. You know, he's got the most salary cap space in the NFL. They have many draft choices. They have the number two pick in the first round. Um, and this is a clean slate for the most part. As clean as it gets, really, unless you're an expansion team with an expansion draft. 
We'll get to Denton's news when we come back. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're also free and live on the Odyssey app. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups to Delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hitting the news you might have missed. It's Denton's Daily News. All right, Denton, what do you got? All right, so let's start with some NFL stuff. You know, we talked a little bit about the Eagles game over the past two days. One thing we never really mentioned is that Jason Kelsey alluded to potentially that being his final game. He, it felt like he was kind of drawn out of retirement this past offseason after the Eagles Super Bowl run. He has since downplayed uh, the retirement rumors on his podcast. They drop every Wednesday, and he said he hasn't made the decision yet. He felt like doing it after the game was far too emotional to make a decision of that importance. So, okay, so he's not retiring yet. Not officially retired. Okay. I do think he's going to retire, but not officially yet. You know, center is one of those um, positions that for NFL fans, unless he plays for your team, um, it's not something that you necessarily talk about, you know, uh, as NFL fans. This is my impression anyway. Like, I mean, the greatest centers of all time, I mean, there are guys like Mike Webster who played for all those Steelers teams. By the way, I think he had CTE. I think he was a CTE victim, right? Mike Webster died at a pretty young age. Um, uh, Dwight Stevenson for some of those Dolphins teams. But it's like unless those centers, those great centers played for your team, you don't think about them in terms of all-time greats or even you know where they stack up at their position. Like when I think of Jason Kelsey, I know he's been a really good player. And part of that is because he's been in the division and we've seen him tw- twice a year. But in thinking about it right off the top of my head, I don't – is he clearly a Hall of Famer? I think he probably is. I think so. Um, But is he – you know, where does he rank among the all-time center list? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think that's a a position that most NFL fans don't spend a lot of time thinking about. And yet, for O-line coaches and head coaches and quarterbacks, it's such a – incredibly important position and many times the center on a football team is the most intelligent from a football IQ standpoint player 
on the team. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's a six-time first-team All-Pro. Of course, he is a Hall of Famer. But um, just it, it's like when I think of the greatest centers of all time, I immediately think of Mike Webster. He's the guy that I think of all time. You know, in terms of the greatest center playing on you know one of the greatest dynasty teams you know, uh, of all time. I think of Dwight Stevenson. He comes to mind. I think of, for me, this is way back and I was a kid, but the reason I remember him more than anybody else is he wore double zero. Jim Otto, who was an all-time great center for the Raiders with those great offensive lines that they had with Upshaw and Shell, etc. Um, as far as our organization, the greatest center in the history of our organization, it's probably got to be Bostic. I mean, Len Haas was a longtime center in franchise history. Um, who am I forgetting in terms of the greatest centers in the history of Washington? <laughs> the legendary Casey Robach. <laughs> you know, Casey Robach was He's not good. a bad – he was a pretty good player. He was a good player. I, I liked him a lot. That Those offensive lines actually weren't terrible when he was anchoring them. Right, with with Samuel, et cetera. Um, but Jason Kelsey is kind of the guy that – he didn't invent it, obviously, but he does a lot of the work on the tush-push when it comes to leverage. Yeah. I'm just thinking uh, – and now I'm trying to pull up just a list, like who's in the ring of honor in terms of centers. Um, it's got to be Bostic or Haas, I would guess. All right, what else do you have? All right, so Green Day's going on tour. Um, if I miss this somebody, year. just tweet me at Kevin Sheehan DC. Uh, Green Day's going on tour this year, Kevin, and it was announced that Green Day at all of their stops. I think the tour starts in March or April. Outdoor or indoor? A little bit of both. They'll be here in July. So the tour, the tour is a pretty long amount of time. Capital to... One or FedEx? Nats Park. Nats Park. Yeah, they'll be okay. at Nats Park on I think it's July 29th. But they announced that on every stop of the tour. They're going to play Dookie and American Idiot in well, its entirety. Okay, so I'm not a big Green Day fan. I'll just tell you that. I mean, I just, for whatever reason, have never been a big Billy Joe Armstrong fan in terms of a lead voice. I, there are a lot of songs I like, and I would say that those two albums, right? I know their discography enough. I, it sounds like you know it much better than I do. But that's got to be two of their top three or four albums of all time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, American Idiot is personally one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah. Um, I've never seen them live. I've never seen them live. Uh, my, my, you know, I've two, one of my sons, as you know, is a musician. Um, and two, uh, actually, my youngest son can play every instrument, too. Uh, I don't know where they got that from. Trust me. <laughs> but um, I, they've both seen Green Day a couple of times, and they always tell me that it's a great live show and that I would love it. Um, so, anyway, so you're going to go. Uh, maybe, yeah. I think I have another concert that I'm going to that same week. I just got to make sure it's not the same What's day. What's the other one you're going to? It's a country concert. Okay. I got roped into it. I'm not a huge country fan, but the lady is, so I'm going to a country okay. concert. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd like to. Maybe I'll, maybe work will hit me up with some tickets so I can go there because I love Green Day. And they're, they're going on tour with a couple of other bands as well. I think I know you're a, a decent Smashing Pumpkins fan. I think they might be on yeah. part of the tour as well. I've seen them um, a couple of times. I saw them recently. It was uh, like two summers ago at Merriweather. It was like the perfect night. We had great seats. And, I mean, 
no matter what you want to say about Billy Corgan, because if you've ever heard him interviewed, there's no question he's his own greatest fan. Just ask him. But he is one of the geniuses of, you know, this, you know, last 30 years of rock and roll. And they are phenomenal live. He's a wrestling promoter, too. Yeah, he's a lot of things. Yeah, he's not a good wrestling promoter. Much better artist. All right, uh, Caitlin Clark passed Brittany Griner um, yesterday on the all-time scoring list. She's now fourth for the all-time women's list. She has 3,306 points, and she's very much on pace uh, to surpass Kelsey Plum, who leads uh, women in scoring with 35-27. And depending on how crazy Caitlin Clark goes in the final stretch of the season, Kevin, she might pass uh, Pistol Pete Maravich's 3,667 wow. all-time points in college wow. basketball. That's unbelievable. Pistol Pete did not have the three-point line. Let's for, not forget that. He averaged, I think if you look this up, I think he averaged 40 multiple times at LSU. I think that's true. I mean, that's amazing in college basketball back when there was no three-point line. Um, when does she play – we miss this. I, I think we miss this. I, I could be wrong, but what weren't they supposed to play in College Park? And it was during that massive rainstorm from a couple of weeks ago, and I think Xfinity Center was leaking or something like that. Um, they're scheduled right now. I don't know that that might have been was the that case. a different game. That might have been a different game. They're scheduled to play Maryland on the third of February. At Maryland. At Maryland. And I believe that game is already sold out. It's all, You're right. I, I, I've i got it wrong. The Purdue, the Purdue game that they had, my fault, I thought it was Iowa, was, uh, was postponed because uh, Xfinity's roof, I think, was leaking. Iowa and Caitlin Clark in town on February 3rd, and it is sold out. Um, that will be a ticket to get. She's, she's just... You know, we talked about, you know, the best, you know, kind of sports uh, watches right now. Um, and she's she's on the short list for sure. What is she averaging right now? I believe she's averaging 30 points a game. Let me find the official one. By the way, I just found is out it, Pete Maravich. He averaged 40 every year in college. Every year in college. Year, yeah. Is it true that there's a chance she could apply for a waiver to get another season? No, um, she has the COVID rule, so she just could get another season. Oh, she could just get another season. Well, why yeah. wouldn't she? She'll make a lot more money, right, NIL at Iowa in a fifth season than she would in the WNBA, not to mention she'll get a lot more attention. Yeah, you would you would think that. Uh, she. I was listening to an interview of hers. By the way, she's averaging 31 uh, this year. But she also said, like, you know, the endorsements are going to carry over with me to the WNBA. So, like, she will get some of these State Farm commercials, and whatever else she endorses, they will go with her to wherever she goes in the uh, in the WNBA. But she is the star of college basketball, so I'm with you. Like I think she should seriously consider staying at Iowa for another season. Yeah, I don't know that what she's done with women's college basketball here over the last really year and a half. You know, it doesn't go much beyond that. I think she kind of came into the sports consciousness a year ago, somewhere around then. I don't know that it carries over to the WNBA. I don't, I don't think, think all of a sudden either. the WNBA becomes a league that everybody starts watching because Caitlin Clark's in it. I, I, I could be completely wrong. I, I I don't know. The WNBA, I know, has struggled with, with ratings. Um, 
and Iowa's games have done very well. I mean, that that women's Final Four matchup, the championship game between her and Julian Reese's sister at LSU, was a higher-rated game than some of the NHL and NBA playoff games. I, yeah. I think I'm right about that. Yeah, I think it was close to, if not um, double-digit millions watching Yeah, would you games. get that in a WNBA playoff series? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think I think – not 100% sure. I think this year in the WNBA, you got the two best teams in the WNBA Finals, and yet neither of us could tell you when those ended or who won. I think the Liberty won. We couldn't. I'm, I'm sure there's some people out there. Look, I could be completely wrong. Her star power may, you know, may be able to carry, um, you know, anything that she enters into. Um, but I would be surprised if she's not playing college basketball next year, if she does have the ability to do that with a COVID year. If she does, she will absolutely shatter all of the records. And by, she's by the from way. Iowa, right? Uh, yes, she is from Iowa. So and how good are are they? Are, I mean, I know they're very good. Or they, I think South Carolina, if I looked at it recently, um, is excellent. Are they number one, number two, number three, somewhere around there? They're, right? num- they're number two. Yeah, South Carolina is number one. Okay. Uh, right. Did you see? Did you see the um, Alabama uh, Mizzou game last night? I didn't. Nate Oates in a little bit of hot water for shoving a Missouri player. Yeah, I heard about that. I, I didn't watched see anything it. last night. I didn't. I didn't think it was all that bad, to be honest. Yeah, the only thing I paid attention to was Purdue laying a massive number on the road against Indiana and covering, covering uh, with the world on Indiana. Zach Eady went for like thirty-five and fifteen rebounds or something like that, and they destroyed uh, Indiana on the road. Um, yeah. Uh, Nate Oates, hot name there for a while, but last couple of years, uh, the 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 it's it's off the rose a bit. The bloom on him. They're still a, a good team, right? Where, where are they ranked right now? Uh, they're not ranked. Actually, they're not ranked. Yeah, yeah so they struggled they're, a little bit. Early. Yeah, they, they struggled a little bit early. They did play Liberty and Shellactum, but you're right. Nate Oates is kind of a, his star power, if you will, or is his name is kind of dwindling a tad. Uh, big one for Maryland tonight, you know, after what they pulled off the other night or the other day, excuse me, in, um, in Illinois, which was really a stunning win if you had watched Maryland recently. And that really kind of gets them back into a season here to be had, as my good friend Zabe says, let's go have ourselves a season Terp fans, but they play at Northwestern tonight and Northwestern's good. Uh, Northwestern is uh, uh, they've already beaten Purdue on the season Um, this is one of those matchups like I was looking at the Ken Palm to kind of decide what the point spread should be I wanted to see what the line should be it actually should be somewhere around six it opened up at three and a half so I actually like Maryland's chances to play competitively here tonight at Northwestern they just haven't the Northwestern thing head-to-head with uh, they've won the majority of games against Northwestern, but they're always dogfights. You know, uh, even at home, they've had some wars with Northwestern. Um, but Northwestern's good. Uh, they lost to Wisconsin in their last outing, but they had won like five of six. They'd beaten Purdue um, at home, uh, had a win over Michigan State at home. Uh, so this is a big one for Maryland tonight. If the Terps could somehow 
pull out a win. First of all, I just want to see them play like they did the other day. It was by far and away the best they've looked, the most cohesive they've looked, the most contributors in a game that they've had. Um, They scored points on the road, 76 of them, something they couldn't do. I mean, at Villanova early in the season, they had 27 points with four and a half minutes to go in the game. In the game, they got to 40, thankfully. Um, they really had struggled to score home and, or, and on the road. And the other day, they just they ran tremendous offense. And their two best players, Reese and Jameer Young, played well, but they got contributions from everybody else. Uh, they, they've got uh, Boo Booey can really play for, for Northwestern. They've got some really good players. If they pulled this off tonight, Denton, now you got a game Sunday at home against Michigan State for a bit of a roll, a chance to go two games up over 500 in the Big Ten. And at that point, you're back in the mix for the NCAA tournament, which they're not right now. No. A lot, lot, lot of season left, though. By the way, uh, Tom Izzo's son scored earlier this week. I don't know if you saw that. I he saw that. First point. Yeah, yeah uh, it was a tough shot, too. He got fouled. Uh, it was a three-point play. He's He is tiny. Like like his father, by the way, Andy Poland texted me to remind me that Pistol Pete only played three, three seasons. college seasons yeah. because of freshman ineligibility. Freshmen were not eligible to play. Um, good catch. Thank you, Andy, for that. Yeah, uh, agreed. All right, what else? All right, final one here. You and I talked about this yesterday, but we talked about it during a break, so we're going to bring it to the air. Staying with Maryland Sports, Talia Tungvaloa headed to the NFL Draft after the waiver that he was looking for from the NCAA for another year of eligibility was denied. So he's NFL draft bound. Yeah, and what he got, uh, Nick Saban uh, wrote a letter for him on his behalf. I know that Locks was definitely supportive of Leah trying to get that waiver um, as well. What they were looking at were a couple of games that he played in what would have been – you know, a red shirt season, but ended up not being, I'm sorry, in the non-red shirt season, first opportunity where he, I think the rule is you can't play in more than four games and he played in five, but two of them were where he literally got in and took like two or three snaps at the end of games. The problem with that is once you go down the road of, hey man, uh, I really didn't play you know, that season. Uh, I played three games, but in another two or three, I was only in there in the fourth quarter of a blowout game handing the ball off. That's that's a a path that once you start to go down, all of a sudden everybody is going to be getting additional years of eligibility. So he didn't get it. He's not going to be a drafted quarterback, I don't think. You don't think so, right? I mean, maybe in the UFL. I don't think he's going to get the NFL draft, unfortunately. No, I don't think he – I mean, could he be an undrafted free agent pickup? Yeah, because of his production. But Leah is listed at 5'11 and 205. And he looks even shorter. Um, productive quarterback. We did this, you know, before the holidays. Leah, all-time Big Ten passing leader – you know, all-time Maryland passing leader, all-time leader in a lot of categories at Maryland, but he's not the greatest quarterback in Maryland history. You know, he just is not. You know, Boomer's one, Scott McBrien for me is two, and then we can talk about Leah in the conversation for three. Um, but 
really, really appreciative as a Maryland guy for all he did for this program over the last couple of years. But he does not appear to me to be an NFL quarterback at all. All right, anything else? Nope, that's all I got for you. All right, we'll finish up with a couple of things that we haven't gotten to today, uh, including some hoops uh, that I want to mention. Sorry, but we're going to do that next. Kevin Sheehan showed the Team 980, theteam980.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. So Denton and I were talking during the break, and I've had this conversation with friends of mine. Um, last night, I mean, I didn't watch that much college hoops. I I bet Purdue, so I that game was on Peacock, so I didn't bother flipping it to Peacock, uh, and then having to go back and get to, you know, the ability to change around channels uh, super quickly. I, I watched a lot of the TNT doubleheader last night. The first game matched the previous MVPs. Uh, Jokic and Embiid. The 76ers played the Nuggets last night. And God, was that a really, really good game, high-level game. Philadelphia, Josh Harris's team, beat Denver 126-121. Jokic was phenomenal. Embiid was great. You know, we talked about, you know, the best watches in sports recently, Caitlin Clark, etc. I mean, Jokic for me is near the top of the list for sure. But Embiid is so, so good. I mean, he really is such an incredible force, uh, especially offensively, and his versatility where he is able to score from. And, And you can say the same about Jokic. So that matchup last night was fun to watch. Jokic ended up with 25, 19, three assists, nowhere near a triple double last night. And Embiid went for 41, 10 assists, seven 
rebounds in the game. The 76ers beat the Nuggets 126-121. I mean, I guess it's possible it could be a, a preview of a championship series. The 76ers, I have to say, are a much better coach team under Nick Nurse. They just are. Doc Rivers, wonderful leader, incredible communicator, front man, etc. Nick Nurse is just a much better X's and O's coach. And the 76ers are really good. And so are the Nuggets. Um, and then the, the late night game, I stayed up. I did not watch all of this game. Uh, last night, but it was Clippers and Thunder. If you don't know right now, um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they have Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He's turned into, and we've seen this coming for a couple of years now, one of the best players, you know, a, a borderline top five player in the league. They, they're the, right now, your top two teams in the West, Minnesota and Oklahoma City. Denver's third and the Clippers are fourth. And I think I mentioned I bet them a few weeks ago to win the Western Conference in advance to the NBA Finals. I think they're the best defensive team. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard's got to stay healthy. Paul George has to stay healthy. Kawhi, in particular, has to stay healthy. But last night, watching Kawhi against Gilgis Alexander and the defense against Gilgis Alexander, who is a sensational player, averaging over 31 points a game, just put the claw on him, and he's 6 of 16, 0 for 3 from the three-point line, 19 points, just six made field goals. And because of that, what you see, when Kawhi has to match up against a great player on the other, te- on the other team, he doesn't have to carry them offensively, he'll, and so he'll defer more. And so you see Paul George take over offensively. And Harden, man, I give him all the credit in the world, I did not think this would work. But he has been deferential. We'll see what happens when they get to the postseason. But um, two really good games with so many great players to watch back-to-back. And what Denton and I were talking about is there's no chance that you, you could have gotten me to ever believe five years ago, three years ago, certainly not seven or eight years ago, that this time of year that I would be watching more NBA than college. But I am. Um, it's a much better product. It's so much better. Now, for me too, it's Maryland-driven. When Maryland is good and really legitimately good, I end up watching a lot more college basketball. And so far this year, they haven't been good. But I am excited about tonight's game. Go Terps, win at Northwestern. Let's go have ourselves a season. Uh, Thanks to Mike Jones. Thanks to Josh Edwards for jumping on with us. I have to go out of town for a funeral, so I will be off the next two days. Doc will be in, correct, uh, both days, Denton? I believe it's Doc. Not 100% sure, but I believe so. Okay. Um, But uh, we'll certainly have a smell test out Friday via social media and via the Team 980 website. All right. uh, Up next, Chris Russell. Do want to tell you about Window Nation and what they've got going on right now with one of their best 
deals of the year. Winter is here. You can feel it. It looks like it. It's not going to change. We're getting celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys. Your choice of color starting at just three ninety nine. Ashley sleep mattresses starting at two fifty. Plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with sixty month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.